Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into the Friday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9, sportscallauburn.com, and of course, the Tiger Communications app. Ryan Lavoy with you here today with Cam Berry, Brooks Childress, and Brant Daughtry. We're going to have uh, a full studio today as we have a little bit of a shortened show, just two hours and 15 minutes today. We'll be getting off air at 5.15 as the Auburn softball team will be heard on our airwaves starting at 5.45. That is where J.J. Jackson will be today as Auburn softball opens up a big three-game series against the top 10-ranked Florida Gators. So that is why we'll be getting off at 5.15. But uh, a lot to get into today. We're going to talk a little bit about Auburn baseball's win in Baton Rouge yesterday as they defeated LSU 6-5 and got the first win of that series going. Also going to talk about the Final Four as that is Saturday, North Carolina Duke, as you may have heard, and then Kansas and Villanova in the first game of the Final Four. We'll also review our monthly predictions from the month of March. Had a lot of questions in the month of March, I believe the most we've ever had, and so we'll talk a little bit about that. And, and again, everything going on in the world of Auburn as they pick up a big commit yesterday, a former LSU commit, Decommitted after Will Wade, of course, was canned. And so, Yoan Treo, the five star top 25 prospect in the country, committing to the Auburn Tigers. And so, a big get for Coach Bruce Pearl. So, we will have more on that. Just a lot to talk about today here on a Friday. Once again, Ryan, Cam, Brant, and Brooks with you today. And, guys, hope we're doing well today. Yeah, man. I'm doing great. Uh, nice sunny day. To- have a great Friday and representing my Hawks today because we have solidified at least a spot in the play-in tournament, eliminating the Knicks and the Wizards last night. So that's somewhat exciting. And Auburn baseball um, doing good things. So, yeah, having a great day. What about you, Brant? I'm doing really well. Like you said, it's a beautiful day. We got softball coming up here in a couple hours. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Final Four tomorrow. I mean, obviously the big ticket item, Duke and UNC, first time ever, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard it a million times. Uh, And instead of talking about it, we get to actually watch the game. So uh, that's something I'm really excited for. Excited to get Ryan's take on it all as as the the resident UNC fan. So uh, glad to be here. Glad to be a part of the program today. And yeah, looking forward to a, a very fun show here on April 1st. Yeah, I, I am not the uh, best to, to do pranks and jokes on April 1st because I'm 
already a little gullible as it is or can be. So I just have <laughs> a, a big guard up that um, yeah. if you tell me anything that surprises me, I'm just going to assume it's not the case on a day like today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so I, I maybe not the best for that, but we might have a surprise or two during the show today. Uh, we will have to see. But uh, no surprise yesterday for the Auburn Tigers as they were able to get the commitment of Yoan Treo. And, and of course, of course, Auburn trying to reload as a still undetermined amount of guys will be uh, moving on either to the NBA or maybe the portal. We've seen a couple of portal guys for Auburn already uh, and still waiting the official word from Jabari Smith and waiting for a decision from Walker Kessler. But uh, getting another five-star four straight years for Auburn now with a five-star commit, starting with Isaac Okoro, then Sharif Cooper, then, of course, Jabari Smith this last year. And so, fellas... You know, and also Brooks now getting in the studio. I guess Woo! Brooks, I should welcome you in. Hey, man, you doing all right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's April Fool's Day. I've kept my guard up. I got a little, I got a little taken aback this morning. <laughs> to start with, I saw um, Julian Edelman posting that he was signing with the Buccaneers, and I think that's he's always joked about. Oh, I should come back and play with Tom and Gronk and everything. And I saw it. I for a split second, I was like, oh, and then it's like, no, he's, he's still <laughs> the fine print in the bottom. So there yeah. You go. Um, but yeah, I've gotten uh, gotten got a little bit today, um, but really excited for this weekend. <laughs> Was out at the uh, gymnastics meet yesterday afternoon and last night for both rounds of the NCAA regionals. Some great gymnastics. Like if you can find tickets for this weekend, uh, you got Florida, Kentucky, Auburn, and Denver, all four seated in the in the tournament, and they're all four competing for a spot at Fort Worth tomorrow. So I highly suggest if you can find some tickets, get out there tomorrow night. Uh, I'll be out there with my fiance, so we'll be taking it in. We're Really some fun uh fun stuff out there and i know you know we're not going to probably talk about this a lot on the show if at any um but i want to shout out to the u.s men's national team learned their world cup draw today uh for the soccer world cup they'll take on england iran and then the winner of a play in the european play and that's between wales and the winner of the scotland ukraine uh match so scotland and ukraine will play and then they will play the winner or whoever wins that one will play at Wales and the whoever wins that match will play the U.S. at some point during the World Cup which it's a it's an interesting draw because you've got the natural rivalry between the U.S. and England that's always kind of been there uh, you've got U.S. and Iran which is very uh, fun in the geopolitical rivalry sense and then you've got uh, potentially England versus Wales which is huge uh, that, that'd be a really really fun matchup but then also you would have the storyline of uh, if you got Ukraine into that group that would be a, a well, England versus Wales or Scotland, because both of those are in the United Kingdom. That would be an interesting uh, twist. But then if you got Ukraine into there, that would also be a really, really big uh, big storyline for the this coming World Cup. So a lot of fun things happening. Can't wait uh, for baseball, the rest of the baseball series this weekend. Big win last night for Auburn baseball over LSU. Uh, LSU tried to come back down there, but... Auburn's defense was able to hold, and their pitching was able to hold off the bats of LSU. I don't know if that's going to last all weekend, but you got, as Butch Thompson always says, you want to get, especially in SEC play, you want to get one in on the road, two at home. You already got that one on the road last night, and so now you could settle in and play some good baseball for the rest of the weekend. So can't wait to talk to our callers as well on this April Fool's Day, see if anyone's got any uh, any jokes for us. Yeah, no, there is a lot to talk about uh, for sure. And, of course, we want to also remind you, 
Uh, we're going to do this frequently throughout the show, but uh, we now have uh, a sports call survey that you can fill out. You can find it on our social media on Twitter. Also, go. Uh, I think you can get to it through our website as well. Uh, but it's the sports call survey. We'd love to hear from you, the listeners, and uh, whether you call in or don't call in. If you if you at all listen. Uh, you can, of course, contribute to this and help us with ways we can improve the show. You can tell us what you don't like, what you do like about the show. And uh, this is our first survey we've done in three years, so we really appreciate any and all feedback. If you've submitted once, you don't have to keep submitting. Uh, you know, we, we welcome everyone's voice, and so uh, one survey will do. But uh, we do appreciate all of our callers and listeners' feedback, so I just want to remind you to go check out the Sports Call survey this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's get into some stuff. There's a lot to talk about, as uh, Brooks just mentioned, but I do want to go ahead and hit on uh, Yoan Treo for committing to Auburn five-star, as I was saying, four straight years with a five-star commit for Auburn. Uh, and Bruce Pearl just continues to, to do a, a wonderful job on the recruiting trail. This is a guy that obviously committed to LSU at first, but Auburn, to their credit, was first on the scene once he decommitted and got that swift commitment uh, from LSU. Yeah, for sure. Ever since he decommitted from LSU, Auburn has been the heavy favorite, and uh, it almost, in a way, felt like his surprise commitment was a, something of a formality. But uh, very excited to have him. That French connection starting to do uh, yeah. starting to do work for Auburn between uh, Treo and Jeffrey Emba uh, on the football team. So hopefully, a couple of more Frenchmen. We, we started with the. Uh, with the Nigerian princes a couple years ago. Right. And now you got two Frenchmen coming to campus and hopefully they can uh hopefully they can make a solid impact. I really like Yoan Troy Treo, excuse me. Yeah. A lot. He's um he's not great at anything, but he's very good at everything, especially offensively. He's he's not afraid to go out to the perimeter. He's not afraid to pick and pop. He's a good spot-up shooter. He can step into threes. Um, he's got a great turnaround jumper, but he's also got a really good post game. He's a He knows how to out-muscle guys. He could, the, the way it was described uh, to me was he can put the ball on the floor and go around you if you're bigger and stronger than he is, or he can back you down if you're smaller than him. So he, he's got a very, very exciting and diverse offensive game. Uh, and, you know, th- the one downside that I've heard is that he struggles with rebounding at times, which you never want from your 6'11 guy. But uh, it's one of those things that I think Bruce Pearl can coach him up to be a pretty good rebounder, too. So I'm, I'm very excited for next year's basketball season. Yeah, really excited to see, um, you know, just how if, if Kessler goes, obviously, then Treo won't have as big of a, as big of a role coming in as a freshman. But if, you know, um, if Kessler, excuse me, if Kessler stays, he won't have as much of a role. But if Kessler goes, you know, and goes pro, then he would be presumably our starting center uh, next season. So definitely, you know, kind of excited to see where that goes. I hope, you know, Bruce will be able to coach up his rebounding because yeah. we will need that big time. You know, it's um, interesting. You, you say you say center. He has described himself as a stretch four. He very yeah. well, he very well could come in and play power power forward or center. Everybody that I have listened to says that he can do both pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you know, from what I'm reading right now, he his ability to shoot the three isn't great. Um, so he's not going to be able right. to stretch the floor like Jabari was able to do. No, so, so no, no he's not. Have, he's not Jabari. Smith. Right, he's not. He's not Jabari, but he's gonna. You know, so then maybe the paint might get clogged up a little bit, which then you don't want. Um, from your from your two guys, your power forward and your center, just being kind of stuck inside in there like that. I still think we'd you know maybe play them together. Um, we'll just have to see. I mean, I'm sure Bruce. You know, he's a great head coach, so he'll he'll be able to scheme something up. 
Yeah, no, I, I think for sure what you guys are talking about, I mean, there's going to be a hole somewhere because at the very least Jabari is going to going to go pro. And uh, varying, varying opinions on what Walker Kessler will do, if he should go and that sort of thing. But there will be a role in the front court at some point. And you, you know you have Dylan Cardwell returning, but obviously more of a, just a rebounding block shot, dunk big, not somebody that is going to pose much of a threat offensively at this stage. Um, and, and so you need some playmakers because at the bottom bottom line is you're going to at least be losing a guy that was scoring 17, 18 a game in Jabari. Um, we don't know what else will happen if there's a surprise transfer, that sort of thing, or also if Auburn brings in a surprise transfer because uh, everybody is up for grabs, it seems, in this day and age. And yeah. so you, you never know if you have someone that would surprise you like Alan Flanagan to transfers or someone that was in your top six or seven rotation. And you never know if you take, get someone's one of their better players off a bad team. Because, again, one of Auburn's best players this year, or at least best guards, Katie Johnson, was one of the best players, period, for Georgia last year. Transfers off of a really bad team, comes to Auburn, becomes impactful for Auburn. And so you never know if that situation repeats itself. We were trying to go through a quindo and trying to figure out what position <laughs> he was yesterday on the show. But, again, that's a 15-point score transferring away from Georgia. Yeah, Aquindo's yeah. nasty. And so he's going to help somebody at a big yeah, level. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, and another guy to pay attention to, we talked about this today, Ryan, uh, Keon Ellis from yeah, Alabama. I was about to say, yeah. I'm. I did not see anywhere. You didn't. I did. I looked it up. Okay. Uh, I did not see Rothstein did, or anybody. Did I get got? It's very possible. I may have gotten got. Um, I, so I, he's not in the portal officially. It may, there's some whispers that he would like to or might. Uh, he's also being mocked in the late second round of the NBA draft in yeah. some circles. Uh, but he's just a guy that they're whispering about my transfer. Uh, but but that's that's the thing this time of year. Everybody, unless you give someone a firm commitment, you're back. If you don't, at some point, you're going to get whispered about as possibly leaving. And, of course, we saw uh, for Auburn, we saw last night, Devin Cambridge, yeah, Desmond to, Cambridge. Shout out to Bounce Man. Um, going to Arizona State. And so Power 5 program, a reason for the Pac-12 after dark basketball to watch. Maybe uh, Bill Walton will uh, – see a, a Devin Cambridge dunk yeah. at some point and just be, it was unbelievable. <laughs> um, and, and so uh, shout out to Devin and Desmond. They've selected their destination. They are headed to Arizona State. Going to take our first time out of the show today. And uh, we have some uh, new music <laughs> yeah. that uh, Brooks was putting in and I should have known. I, I, I That's why I paused. I'm like, what is this going to be? So we this have this sick. to go to uh, to go to break to. Thank you very much, Brooks. And I think there's going to be a lot more where that, that came yeah. from today. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, going to take our first time out of the show. More sports call after this. <laughs> Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. 
Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. to sports calls we've got a uh loving this intro music got some different stuff for you today on this april fool's day and uh not quite the uh full songs in here but well we've got we do have some lyrics in that one yeah and uh, some of the some of the the uh songs that you find like that uh, you would consider like I, my theme today has been memes. It's going to be memes, so Beautiful. look out for that uh, throughout the de- rest of the day. But it's hard to find stuff that's like instrumental with this stuff, and it's like it doesn't yeah. kind of go across the same way. But we're a music station; we can afford yes, we some are. liberties. Uh, we are. Uh, our motto is still always alternative, and this is. And uh, but the, <laughs> this fits the bill, baby. But uh, right now we are Sports Call, and we are glad that you are listening to us on this Friday afternoon. If you are a first-time listener or a frequent listener, we want you to go check out our Sports Call survey posted just over a day ago on our website and on our Twitter page. Uh, you can tell us uh, we got mostly, uh, it's kind of half and half, maybe maybe closer to two-thirds. You've got just a bubble option. You do have some uh, fill-ins if you want to, say, give an idea for a new segment or uh, tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, that sort of thing. But please go check that out. Uh, on our social media and on our website, our Sports Call Survey. All right, one of the things that we love about our show each and every day is the opportunity to talk to callers. And first up on the show today, James from Montgomery. James joins us. James, how are you doing? I'm good and War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, I am just uh, looking at a lot of different things in sports, seeing uh, if South Carolina is actually going to win the women's tournament tonight, and uh, seeing if Don Staley is actually going to edge her name into another historic run with the South Carolina Gamecocks. What what do y'all guys think about that as well? Yeah, I like South Carolina over Louisville, I think. Uh, now, this UConn team is a little different Nasty. than the UConn team that we saw earlier this year now that Paige Beckers is back healthy again. so They've caught stride. Um, I, I don't worry too much about South Carolina tonight against Louisville. At least I would favor South Carolina, but that uh, UConn-Stanford game is one to watch afterwards, and if UConn gets through that, I think UConn-South Carolina would be a very good national championship game. Yeah, because I'm actually um, looking at my women's bracket. I do have uh, South Carolina beating uh, Stanford as well. Uh, did I say that right? Yes, Stanford. Stanford. Yes. And um, I have them winning, get this, for tonight's game. And the prediction, I have South Carolina beating Stanford. Stanford. 6626. Sheesh. Gotcha. Well, well James, you know, you uh you said Yukon over Stanford or you said South Carolina over Stanford? I mean, South Carolina over 
Stanford. Because UConn is who's playing Stanford tonight, James. Now, they could end up playing in the national championship game if Stanford were to beat UConn, but it, uh, South Carolina is playing Louisville tonight. Yes, I mean, um, I'm so sorry. I'm, no, I you're mean, good. I mean, South Carolina is playing Louisville, so I have South Carolina yes. beating Louisville tonight, 66-26. Wow. And uh, Stanford beating UConn, 76 to uh, 36. So you got a couple blowouts, James. I don't know if those games would be the most fun to watch in the second half. Yes, because with with that being said, I know it's in um, uh, Minnesota. I know it's going to be really cold up there. And, um, you know, I wish I was there, you know, in Minnesota to watch the games. But with me watching March Madness on the men's side of the bracket and then seeing March Madness for the women's side of the bracket, I mean, it's it's really it, it's a really good – it was a really good um, one for all the teams that I've seen over the years. And I hope I see these teams next year's March Madness as well. Yeah, obviously, uh, both these, there's going to be a lot of basketball these next couple of days. A lot of important basketball with the women's and men's Final Four. And I know on the men's th- side of things, you like uh, Duke to beat North Carolina. Uh, and mm-hmm. do you have Duke winning the whole national championship, or do you have Kansas or Villanova? Um, I actually have Duke winning the whole thing and cutting down the nets as well. Yeah, I do too. Obviously, uh, JJ and I are on both sides of that rivalry, and that's going to be a big Final Four game Saturday night between Carolina and Duke. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of exciting basketball these next couple of days. Yes, as well, because I've been uh, looking at the history between uh, Duke and North Carolina, and, I mean, it's very – it's a very strong rivalry. I mean, it's right there side by side. You have Duke, which is in um, Raleigh. You have North Carolina – uh, that's in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then you have Duke, which is right next door to uh, to North Carolina. So it's um, it's like right there, and, and I mean it's it's one of the biggest rivalries in college basketball as well. And you know, with so many great legends of the past, like Michael Jordan, and uh, great guys that played with Duke. And, I mean, I've actually seen so many great moments between uh, Duke and North Carolina. I remember in 2002, one of the players actually had their shoe exploded on the court. Like, really, literally, just he came up out of his his, uh, shoe during, um, I think it was like during the final game that, Duke actually beat them, and one of the announcers said, oh, my God, this player has came up out of his shoe. I mean, his shoe was literally, like, burnt off his foot. Yeah, that was that was 2020. That was Zion Williamson uh, in the Duke-North Carolina game. That game, I think, was in Cameron, and uh, it was pretty early in that one. Uh, Carolina went on to win that one. But, uh, yeah, no, that was obviously a, a eye-popping moment. Uh, that uh, Zion went through his shoe, kind of injured his ankle, was out the next couple weeks for Duke mm-hmm. before returning in the postseason. But uh, that was a unbelievable moment. And, of course, uh, these teams, uh, you kind of alluded to it, North Carolina being in Chapel Hill and then uh, mm-hmm. Duke and Durham 
just a few miles away from each other. And then, of course, you have Raleigh. That's where NC State is home. That's why they may call it the Tri-Cities. But, uh, yeah, no, that uh, that the rivalry has always been the biggest in college basketball. And, and just being a few minutes from each other uh, makes it uh, that much more vile at times. Yeah, because, I mean, with, with players, I've seen players, um, you know, actually both players on both sides of the teams actually um, being – you know, during a big game like this and a rivalry game like this, I've seen players actually fight one another. I've seen fans fight in the stands. I've seen coaches. I've seen uh, a lot of different things going on in sports like that as well. And I think, you know, I mean, in sports it could happen, but you just have to know how to, you know, calm your nerves when it's a when it's a big game like a like a. a a Duke or North Carolina rivalry as well. James, what else do you have on your mind today? Well, I'm actually going to be um, listening to Auburn baseball, seeing if we're going to win today. And um, I got a little uh, glimpse on ESPN on ESPN um, top ten. We made it, so it was it was really good that we made the top ten list. And um, I've seen so many guys actually hit home runs and um, actually seeing what um, Butch Thompson is going to do tonight when we play against LSU as well. Yeah, already really big to get a win on the road at Alex Box Stadium. That's one of the toughest venues to play, not only in the SEC, but in the entire country. And Auburn had a 6-2 to lead in the middle innings. Of course, LSU scored uh, a couple in the eighth, one in the ninth. So they got really close, but Auburn able to hang on to that victory, and it was uh, very exciting. I listened to Andy Burcham uh, call the rest of that one. And so Auburn can go for a series victory today or tomorrow, and, and that would be really big for Auburn. They, they had a, a disappointing midweek loss to Jacksonville State. Those things do happen from time to time, but if they were able to get two out of three against LSU, that would be big. Yeah. Now for our schedule for the post um, – for the postponement for the last couple of weeks, are we going to actually make those two games up on our schedule, or are we just going to like you know finish uh, the 2022 season out? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure. I, I know you're talking about one or, or so baseball postponement. I know Auburn softball had a postponement a couple weeks ago against Alabama State. That one was rescheduled for kind of late April. I'm not sure about Auburn baseball's postponement, though. Okay, because I know on their on our schedule we did we were supposed to be playing Jacksonville State, but I don't know if they're going to reschedule that for a later date or a later month. I'm not quite sure on that one. Well, that one on Tuesday did get played between Auburn and Jacksonville State, and uh, Auburn lost that baseball game. So uh, that one was played. There was a postponement earlier in the season due to rain. Uh, that I was unsure about, but uh, they did play that Auburn JSU game on Tuesday. Okay, and I'm actually looking at this year's uh, Masters and seeing if Tiger Woods is going to make a comeback. And um, I think sources, I think they're saying that he is going to make a comeback in the Masters this year. So I'm just trying to see if he's going to be 100% ready to go for uh, the Augusta Nationals in uh for the Masters as well, because I, I really want to see him actually being back out there, you know, to win a gold jacket as well. Yeah, the uh, the famous green jacket would be very big, I mean, uh, of course. Yeah, the, he's won that many times, and 
Uh, Tiger is was seen at Augusta this week. We are awaiting to see if he will officially play. It's still not been ruled out, which is a good sign, just six days before the tournament would open. And I think everyone would agree the game of golf is better when Tiger Woods is playing. So we're not sure yet. We will see. But, uh, but it, there still is a chance he plays, James. And, and of course, that, that would be great. Yes, as well. And then yesterday I was watching the uh, tennis match from Miami, Florida, and I am very, very happy that uh, Naomi, Naomi Osaka actually won twice. She won yesterday and today. So I'm just going to see um, how she's going to do on uh, Sunday uh, tournament when uh, they actually play tomorrow. Yeah, I did not see that, James, but I will take your uh, take your word for it. Now, uh, you got one last thing for us before we let you go? Um, no, I don't have anything. Um, any, I don't have anything on uh, no more sports for today. I got you. Well, we uh, appreciate you calling as always, James. We hope you have a great weekend. We hope you enjoy the women's and men's Final Four. All right, sounds good. And War Eagle, War Eagle, that is James from Montgomery joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. Going to take our next break of the show as I wait for the music. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Yeah. This is a really good one as Brooks admires his workout out to the <laughs> side of the studio. Uh, when we come back, retired or damn Steve will join us as you listen to the Friday edition of Sports Call. have your attention please ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention we're auburn's first and auburn's favorite sports talk show my name is my name is my name is sports call on tiger 95.9 i'm brian harson head football coach of the auburn tigers and you're listening to sports call on tiger 95.9 Welcome back to the lovely tunes of Sports Call. Rest in peace, George Michaels. I'm having a great time. Brooks, would you like to explain the thought process behind this one? I mean, Careless Whisper's a classic. Yeah. The, the sax solo. It's a meme song. Woo, get you going. It's true. Wow. As we uh, continue to get going on the show today. <laughs> I never want to dance again, you know. Guilty if you ain't got no rhythm. <laughs> See, and also, you just know I'm more I'm never mu- going to dance again. You know more music than I do. So, like, I... No, I was familiar with that. I've been familiar with a couple of things that we've already heard, yeah. but I wouldn't be able to give you names to them. Did uh, you get uh, Baker Street by George Rafferty? Uh, Shout out to Dave Ramsey. I don't think so. Ah. I don't think so. It's another great saxophone solo intro. I forgot actually the the one before when we went into the break. The I think it's in the realm of the Mountain King or something like that. In the, the hall. In, in the, the hall, hall of the Mountain, Mountain King. King. That's right. So uh, stay tuned for more sports talk and uh, more it, great intos and outos. Listen, I've I've still got breaks. a couple things left to do before I'm officially back in here for for the long haul. But I'll I'll tell you what, you want to keep listening because it I've, like I told the guys during the break, it gets better as we keep going. 
which honestly just concerns me more than anything. <laughs> but uh, appreciate you, Brooks. We'll talk to you again in a moment. Uh, but uh, if you want to give us a call today on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Let's go back there right now. Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve joins us. Steve, how are you doing? Good, gentlemen. Uh, good afternoon to you, Mr. Uh, Ryan LaVoy, Mr. Brooks Childers, Mr. Camberry. Is it uh, Brent Daughtry also? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, well, I don't know if you guys uh, can verify this. Uh, I've just been, you know, reading it on the internet, uh, but it's having to do with apparently Mr. J.J. Jackson being offered an ESPN job. <laughs> oh yeah, the, there's a big story out there, huh? Uh, I just came across my attention, so I didn't know if you could uh, do any confirmation of that. We cannot confirm nor deny. Well, uh, no confirmation, no denial. I, I would say while uh, one day that may very well be true, I don't think today is that day. Okay, well today was a day for me. For uh, I tried the uh, Bruce Pearl being fired, and that didn't go too well. Everybody read through that one. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I uh, I think everyone's head would be uh, be exploding right now, Steve. Yeah, okay. All right, well, let's uh, move on, guys. So, uh, last night, I happened to watch that game, and, uh, boy, you know, uh, it's Auburn. It's almost like, you know, it's the DNA of Auburn. If we can find a way to lose a game and choke, we'll find a way. We almost did last night. It was 6-2, to two, guys, and, by gosh, you know, we just wanted to get that game away. Uh, thank goodness we finally pulled it out six to five. Uh, what a well! I mean, <laughs> uh, I can't explain. Sometimes our bullpen is it that bad? Well, I, I think when you saw Mason Barnett come in, he's obviously someone that's trusted, uh, and still ultimately he came in when it was six to four. So he did give up one run. And it was not easy for Auburn. But I will say that that's kind of the advantage of being at home is that when you start a rally, it's much harder to get it stopped if you're the opposing team. And I've seen – I've been on the call for some Auburn softball games at home before where they've fallen behind in the middle innings and they've made furious comebacks. I can think of a game they did lose, but that they were down three runs entering the bottom of seventh and hit a three-run homer to tie it. Uh, They also had another game where they did tie it down a run in the bottom of seventh and one in the bottom of the eighth. And and then with Auburn baseball, of course, you know, we know in the course of – uh, the season, there's going to be times where they blow leads. There's going to be times where they come back uh, on teams. And so, yeah, it got very dicey there at the end of the game. But the bottom line is they did hang on against the top 20 team on the road, and now they're in position to win that series. Yeah, thank goodness for uh, – was it Brody that uh, had the three-run yes. Uh, homer? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hopefully uh, tonight uh, – now, who's our starting pitcher tonight? Trace Bright, I believe, tonight. Okay, and he's been uh, quite good. He has a, I think he has a low two ERA. He's been, uh, he's probably been the most consistent uh, starting pitcher at least Auburn's had this year. Okay, of course you guys already mentioned it, but a big uh, war dam uh, shout out to uh, Coach Bruce Almighty for getting uh, that five star Mr. Troy. Is that pronounced? Uh, yeah, Treo. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of <laughs> a lot of debate uh, each uh, each day on. Uh, on how it is pronounced, we've heard different things, but he said it's Treo, so we are going to go with him. And he is French? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, I saw from 247 Sports about him. Apparently, he is ranked as the number four center in the country. That is correct. And also the number 15 player, uh, uh, overall player in the country. So, uh, and then this other little 
trivial uh, stat, not trivial, but uh, interesting stat. He is the second highest recruit, rated recruit under, uh, of course, Jabari Smith to have ever been uh, were recruited by Auburn yeah. and yep. to be committed. Higher uh, than uh, higher than Sharif yeah. Cooper, higher than Walker right. Kessler. Yeah, this is, he's legit. Right. Uh, so then we have another guy that we're probably trying to get who would be really knockout. His name is Julian Phillips. Is that right? Yeah, another former LSU commit decommitted from uh, the Tigers a couple of months ago or a couple of weeks ago when Will Wade got fired, and uh, Treo is recruiting him pretty hard and. Uh, Auburn is a contender right now. It is not nearly as much of a lock as Treo was, but uh, they're working hard for him for sure. What position does he play? He is a small forward, I believe. Okay, he's about six foot eight. Yep. And speaking of the uh, LSU Tigers, uh, I just saw this from Brody Miller. Are you familiar with him? Brody Miller. I've heard the name, but I can't. I wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. Well, this came from his Twitter. It says it's officially happened with. Mawani Wilkinson entering the transfer portal. Basketball LSU has zero remaining players yeah. for this year's LSU team. Nice. I saw that earlier. The portal. Yeah, they have nobody committed and nobody on the team and no head coach. Wow. LSU basketball is in a very bad spot. They do have a head coach now. Very oh, Mar- they do have Mar- a head coach. Yep. Right, you're right. You're right. Right. Murray, but uh, that's it. And he cannot play. Well, it couldn't happen to a better team, a better <laughs> program. <laughs> uh, it's about time they caught up with him. Uh, will there be fines assessed to Mr. Will Wade for his strong-ass offer? Uh, he'll be blacklisted from college basketball for a very long time, and uh, th- the basketball program at LSU is going to be under heavy penalty for a while. Uh, it may come down on their other programs, too. There's going to be a heavy investigation into uh, really everything going on with LSU athletics, and we'll see how that pans out. Okay, well, I'm leaving them aside. I also saw you know, read yesterday on the Internet that apparently, unfortunately, uh, the five finals for the Wooden War did not did not include Mr. Jabari Smith. Did you see that? I did. Not. What do you make of that, Ryan? Um, I didn't see the full finalist. I'm not too surprised. I saw the full finalist. Of course, Shuve made it. Yeah, Oscar, Oscar Shuve. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. Yeah. Um, he was the best rebounder in the country by far. It wasn't close. Um, he had some humongous games um, with 20 and 20 double doubles. And so I understand that. And Kessler didn't make it either. Yeah, and he, and he Kessler was great, but he shouldn't have. And uh, they said that Jabari Smith made, is it Wendy's uh, All-American team, I think? Um, I know McDonald's has an All-American team. It said Wendy's, I think. I've There have been a couple. Yeah. I, I don't know what all, all the ones that have come out. I know he made Naismith's as well. Um, there have been a few. When will they announce uh, the Naismith Award, do you know? I have no idea. Okay, I don't know if they wait uh, until after the uh, Final Four or before it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking it up now. But, uh, okay. yeah, it, it is disappointing. I think the um, – oh, that's the high school player. Um, I was about to say some kid won it. I've never heard of him. But it's the the high school Naismith Award winner. But, yeah, I, I don't think um, – I'm not exactly surprised that Jabari Smith or Walker Kessler's not on it. I wish they were. Um, but I, I think – Jabari was not really ever the focus of the offense. He was kind of a piece of it. And uh, Kessler, while he was an incredible defensive player, uh, his offense was never never fully taken to the next level. So I, I not shocking to see them left off, even though I am a little bit disappointed. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, speaking of the uh, Final Four guys, 
uh, I'm going to call it the uh, Snickers Candy Bar Final Four. Why is that? Well, Mr. Ronald Moore probably knows it because there's an article uh, that I happen to come across written by Bob Hill, or Hiley, H-I-L-L-E. Uh, it's called Roy Williams, Michael Jordan, and the Snickers Bar that saved North Carolina's national title 40 years ago in 1982 on March 29th. And I didn't know it until I read it. Uh, Ryan, you know about it, don't you? I do. What do you know about it? Well, uh, back, I believe it was 1982, Roy Williams, then an assistant for Coach Dean Smith, would eat a Snicker bar, Snickers bar before each Carolina game, and of course, before each Carolina victory. And, uh, except and, for one. Excuse there me? one game he didn't do it, except there was one game during the regular season. He did not eat the candy bar, and they lost. And they lost. That, that's why I said every victory um, that they had. And so um, to commemorate that, that's 40 years ago, uh, Snickers has sent uh, this North Carolina basketball team in New Orleans over 400 Snickers bars uh, to commemorate that 40th year since uh, Coach Roy, uh, as an assistant back then, ate one before each victory. Well, uh, I'll share this much. Uh, you may have read it, details about what happened in that game. He was at the game and apparently uh, didn't have a Snickers candy bar with him in his pocket, his coat pocket, and so he went outside uh, the Superdome. That's where it was played. Uh, looking for a, a vending machine and none to be found. And so he went, before he went outside, he told the security people, I'll be back in a few minutes. I'll just got to run an errand. And so he goes, finds a candy bar, comes back, and when he comes back, it's not the same security guard. It's someone different. And they don't recognize him. And they're not going to let him in. And he's pleading with them, according to the story, and telling them, you know, hey, you know, um, i got to get back to the game. I'm just, you know, and finally, he calls for a supervisor, the security guard does, who done, does recognize Roy Williams. He says, yeah, let him in. So that was the rest of the story of that. So he finally makes it in there and has the candy bar with him and is able to eat it. And uh, hadn't been for that, who knows what might have happened. Because, of course, you know, they did beat Georgetown 63 and 62. Mm, on the MJ shot, yep. Yeah. And by the way, you know those candy bars, Snickers candy bars? When I used to buy them a long time ago, they were 25 cents. Yeah. Uh, I just went to Publix. Do you know what they cost now? Just the regular size? Probably like a dollar uh, twenty-nine, maybe. Wow. Have you been Bob lately to get one? Because that was spot on. It was a dollar thirty. Dollar thirty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's one of my favorite uh, candy bars, and I, I buy it in, in uh, convenience stores pretty frequently. So I, I kind of have a, a understanding of the uh, price range it's in. That was jaw dropping for me. Dollar thirty. Because uh, I used to see them in vending machines for fifty, maybe seventy-five cents. So at four hundred, that's a lot of uh, dollars there. Yeah, it but is. I'm sure, I'm sure Snickers can, can afford it. Yeah, and uh, I, well, honestly, they probably get a lot of pub for this too. Um, that uh, a lot of North Carolina fans like myself might want to go purchase one uh, tomorrow. Well, I'm eating mine before the game, so I know. Heck uh, yeah! Uh, I suspect you are too, Ryan. Yeah, I need to get one. That's for sure. Uh, you'll get the uh, large size or the regular size. Since I'm a big Snickers fan, I'll go ahead and get the large, largest thing they have. Okay. Well, uh, let's hope it works. And finally, guys, um, there's an excellent article. I call it excellent. Uh, about the Final Four, not only about that, but also about some changes that uh, this analyst uh, proposes needs to be made in uh, men's college basketball. It's entitled Final Four 2022 by Jay Bylas. 
for the state of men's college basketball. Have you come across that article? I have not. It's really, really good. The uh, proposal number of changes. One is uh, no longer having halves, but instead going like the NBA does, and that is having quarters. What do you think about that proposal? Uh, that would be something. I mean, I think college basketball is the only brand of basketball, men's college basketball, I should specify, is the only one that does it with halves and not quarters. Everyone else, high school, uh, women's college basketball, obviously the NBA does quarters. I'm personally fine with it as uh, halves just because that's what I'm used to. But if they wanted to go quarters, it would take a little bit of getting used to, but uh, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, wouldn't hate it either. Okay. He said it would have a lot more excitement. Uh, and also, it would do away with uh, numerous fouls because then the fouls get reset. Right, the one and ones yeah. and that sort of thing. That's good. That's a good yeah. point. And he also thought that uh, it's ridiculous to uh, have just one and one until you get to the bonus, and then you get two. He says because the person who got fouled making the shot uh, would have gotten two points had he made the basket, right? Uh, or maybe even three points. Say that again. I'm not, well, not quite his, sure. I understand. His logic is this. There no longer should be just a one-and-one one for the first uh, fouls when you get to, what is it, seven? Right. Okay, he says it should be an automatic two shots because the person got fouled obviously then would have made at least two points and maybe not three points for making the basket originally when he got fouled. Oh, I, I see what he's saying. Uh, but Well, if he's saying it like that, that's not really good logic because instead of one-and-one. One. The person's, that's not a shooting foul. So you can't assume a, a sh- that player even shoots the ball because the whole purpose of a, a 17 foul uh, on the floor is becomes a one-on-one. One. If it's a shooting foul, it is two foul shots. Whether it's fourth foul, seventh foul, tenth foul, doesn't matter. So really you're only dealing with on-the-floor fouls between fouls seven and ten. And in that situation, because it's on the floor, that person's not shooting. So there, there's no circumstance to, to prove that that guy was even going to shoot the ball. See what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Uh, he also suggests uh, that uh, uh, the officiating needs to get more serious about physical on-court play. Talking about um, apparently field goal percentages are down, scoring is yeah. down, foul calls are down, and turnovers are up. Yeah, he's been he's been kind of on that tangent since the beginning of the season, probably honestly. Yeah. Really, about halfway through, he's been saying that the charge block needs to be, you know, something needs to change with how that's called. Last thing for us, Stephen, we got to take a break. Okay, so I get a hit, guys. Now, uh, I know uh, we're going to be excited. I'm excited about tomorrow's. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to watch first, but the uh, gymnastics starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow for our team, right? 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. Okay, I, I read 7 o'clock. Is it 5 o'clock? Yeah, it, it, it's 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Okay, and who are we competing against? It's going to be Florida, Kentucky, and Denver. Okay, all right. Um, and it'll be televised, right? I think so. If it, it, it's going to be somewhere. If it's not on an ESPN, it's going to be on like ESPN Plus or somewhere. It's it's going to be televised somewhere. Okay, great to know. All right, so that's all I got, guys. Hey, thank you for uh, letting me uh, ramble and attempt at uh, my uh, April Fool's uh, uh, attempt there. Didn't uh, it went over like a little balloon. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you never know. Yeah, yeah, might go to ESPN. Yeah, maybe yes, one day. Appreciate the call, All Steve. Right. You guys have a safe afternoon and a good weekend. And until uh, next week, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle. Let's retire. War Eagle. Steve joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. we got to take a break. A short minute or two segment coming up of Sports Call before the end of hour number one. This is Sports Call.
Do you want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. This is Jake Crane, host of The J-Boy Show, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. This is highbrow comedy. Love it. This I made sure we comedy. had a baby segment here just so we could listen That's to That's right. Here. <laughs> Brooks, thank you. For You're this. welcome. Even though I don't know how to process it. Yeah. I apologize for the Microsoft theme when playing again, even though it's a great song. Uh-huh. It's a great remix. We had some mix up when I was editing things in the back. Wow. But we're back on You're track. supposed to hear each one only one time. Yeah. What well, did we miss out on? Uh, the X-Files theme ah. is in there. Yeah. That this one. is incredible. Do, Just do, another do, minute do, and a half do, or so do, left in the uh, the hour, so really nothing uh, that we can talk about productive-wise can be done in a, a minute and a half. But uh, when did you know that you wanted to do this? Was this like a, a spur of the moment you walked oh, in today? No, or? this was like a couple weeks ago I knew I wanted to do it, but I just never had the free time around here to get it done. That's why I was a bit stressing and trying uh-huh. to get it in at the last minute. and. I wish that I had gotten it in with you didn't see it when yeah. I was because you were starting the show and I was putting them into the log and I wish you I'd, I had because I had I didn't put any names in there I just had the cart number so you can't even tell what's about to play right. on your end but that's exactly why I think I would have noticed it yeah. anyway because it's like since I'm sitting behind the board for those that don't know whoever quote unquote hosts the show inside for the day, baseball always sits behind the board so we always know what's in the playlist what's coming up next and if there's sounds that play you they're usually controlled over here didn't used to be that way but it is that way now and so when i look in the playlist i've got to make sure what should be playing is playing next now brooks usually once again really deep inside baseball he usually does that for us 30 minutes before yes. the show starts usually make sure all the returns and all that are in there correctly but still i want to make sure that for some reason something hasn't been forgotten or something hasn't been changed or that sort of thing and so anyway uh i was i i would see this improper cart number yeah looking here and be like what is this? am i about to play this rando thing and in a way it is very random it is <laughs> what is what is playing today see so. i wanted to get everybody but brant happened to come back he, he did the sports report today and so uh, or allegedly he did the sports report today i don't know for sure until it actually plays who oh, actually no. did it um there it is brant stumbled yeah. upon me doing this so he knew what i was doing and i re- brand is i me and brant have the same kind of comedic sense and so i was really trying to get him but he knows some of this he doesn't know the last few so which is i don't i think party. i know like the first eight i think yeah and we've got 16 so very excited for the rest of the show Five. well this unbelievably is how we are telling you that this is the end of hour number one <laughs> I can't wait to edit this later. <laughs> and so uh, that will do it for the first hour. I had a fun first hour. On the other side, we'll talk about the final four. We'll also review our monthly predictions from the month of March. This is Sports Call.
One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Hour number two getting underway of Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, Brent Daughtry, and Brooks Childress with you here this afternoon. Or is it? It is. I'm JJ? Question mark? No. I don't know. Are we all who we say we are? JJ Lavoy. Um, Maybe I'm Brant disguising Barry? my voice. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I thought about saying that I was JJ Jackson today, but well, uh, well all I need to do is just plug that. my nose, Cam and now Ch- I sound like JJ. Cam Childress. Oh. <laughs> Brooks Barry. Done. 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 <laughs> uh, but uh, we are kind of who we say we are, and uh, we're <laughs> excited to be with you for another hour here again, closing the show at five fifteen today as Auburn softball will be taking on Florida. Big three-game series with Auburn softball team. They took one out of three against top ten Kentucky. We're very close to having two out of three in Lexington, but now they have another top ten softball team coming to Jane B. Moore Field. And so J.J. Jackson, J.J. Lavoy, J.J. Daughtry, J.J. Childress, J.J. Barry uh, is doing the uh, play-by-play of – that's Auburn softball game. All so of him. Airtime, 545. We'll get off the air at 515. Had an exciting hour number one with calls from retired Ward M. Steve and James from Montgomery. Also had wonderful uh, music leading us into and out of break from our very own Brooks Childress. And uh, we will have more of that to follow. We also want to remind everybody that uh, we have a survey available on our Twitter page. Also on the website, if you go to Tiger. Uh, tiger.fm or if you go to the old website sportscallauburn.com which I still out of habit say three times a show same it will link you to the tiger.fm and then you can also find that survey there Uh, and we'd love to hear from you not too long I think it would probably take five minutes tops to do this unless you want to get really detailed right unless you just want to go on paragraph essays about how uh, stupid their segments are and how it really is a pain to listen to you guys in which case I would just simply suggest you not listen but uh, but uh, if you have any suggestions for us of how we can better the show uh, or, or tell us things you do like and that sort of thing uh, go check out that survey it's been up for just over a day now already getting some great responses and so we appreciate that uh, from everyone as well alright did not do this at the beginning of the show as we normally do so we want to go ahead and do the birthdays in sports today. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. Birthdays in sports today. Your birthday does not matter. No, I'm just kidding. It's April Fools, <laughs> wow. and uh, so I did not want wow. to do that. I think people born on April Fools probably are just miserable yeah, about it I because they that. probably have a lot of 
uh, unnecessary and uncalled for jokes like mine. If if I knew someone personally, like personally enough to send them a birthday card, I would send them one every year. It's like, here's some money, April Fools, and then they'd probably hate me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we don't uh, we value each and every birthday today. That's right. And so we hope you're having a very happy birthday if today is your birthday. And also, you share a birthday with these fine sports people. Mark Jackson turns 57 today, former basketball player and coach, point guard from St. John's, who played for the Knicks, Clippers, Pacers, Nuggets, Raptors, and Jazz and Rockets. I didn't know a couple of those. In a career spanning from 1987 to 2004, after retiring, retiring from playing basketball, Jackson became a broadcast commentator for ESPN and ABC alongside his former coach Jeff Van Gundy and play-by-play man Mike Breen. He also worked as analyst for the Yes Network's New Jersey Nets games. In 2011, the Warriors hired him as head coach. He coached the team for three seasons and led the team to three straight playoff appearances. On May 17, 2014, Jackson reached a multi-year agreement to return to ESPN as a game analyst, and you know the rules, hand down, man down. Mm-hmm. Mark Jackson turns 57. Mama, there's that man. He has some of the best. Kevin Love hit a three. There's a price to pay when you're laid on love. <laughs> some of the best one-liners there. Mark Jackson turns 57. The Warriors have a little bit of a now a track record, I guess, of hiring analysts as their coach, like TV True. analysts as their coach. And they've mild success, too. Mark Jackson getting into the playoffs, and then uh, then uh, more success, right, Steve so Kerr. Like mild success, three Mark Jackson built that team. That's right. So, uh, yes, no, they did Mark, go that route two times in a row. One Mark defensive Jackson, guy, one offense. Mark Jackson stood so that Steve Kerr could run. Literally. Yeah. No, I, I would tell a lot of people Mark Jackson's defensive philosophy is what got the Warriors in position and then Kerr's offensive yep. philosophy uh, perfected it. But, yeah, oh, oh, they needed both of them, absolutely. Brooke Lopez turns 34 today, center for the Milwaukee Bucks. Lopez played two years at Stanford. The Cardinal. And was selected as the 10th overall pick. Did I let you do the St. John's? Red Storm? There you go. Let's go. Uh, you, uh, I didn't give you an opportunity. <laughs> Let's go. I apologize. I didn't but, even pick up on it. I'm sorry. But uh, Brooke Lopez from Stanford was selected as the 10th overall pick in the 2008 NBA draft by the Nets. He played for the Nets for nine seasons and is the franchise's all-time leading scorer. He was selected to play in his first NBA All-Star game in 2013. Lopez was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers in 2017 and signed with the Milwaukee Bucks in 2018, winning an NBA championship last season. His twin brother, Robin Lopez, has more hair than him and is also an (laughs) NBA player. So, Brooke Lopez turns 34 today. Robin Lopez turns 34 today. Checks out. Center for the Orlando Magic. Did I mention they were twins? Uh, I actually ah. said, just said brothers, but uh, we can do one step further. Robin Lopez was selected 15th overall in the 2008 NBA draft by the Phoenix Suns, was traded to the New Orleans Hornets in 2012, and was traded to Portland in 2013. He played college basketball for the Stanford Cardinal alongside his twin brother, Brooke Lopez, who is better but has less hair than him you talk about playing in the trees and the paint uh, with some teams think about that stanford team with both lopez's yeah and you speak of trees they played for the cardinal that's right stanford so uh, go trees. Go trees. It, it was uh it was very appropriate 
And then also happy birthday to Daniel Murphy, who turns 37 today. Infielder who played 12 seasons in Major League Baseball for the Metropolitans, yeah. Nationals, Cubs, and Rockies. Primarily played second base, but also played a little first and third and left. Murphy was an all-star in 2014, 16, and 17 and route to lead the New York Mets to their fifth World Series appearance in franchise history. He won the NLCS MVP award in 2015, setting a record for consecutive postseason games with a home run with six. Wow. That is hard to do. I do remember him going on a tear, and he was never even a big power hitter. That's why it was surprising. He was just a good quality hitter that hit around 300, had a sweet swing from the left side. But Daniel Murphy turns 37 today, and those are birthdays in sports on this April the 1st, April Fool's Day, some might say. April the 1st. April the 1st. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, a good list of birthdays there, including the Twins, Lopez, that uh, are 34, and I feel like they should be even older than that because they've been around the league. And, And big guys usually don't have that even of career. Like, Brooke has, when he was with Brooklyn, he had some good years where he scored close to 20 points, but he's just been a pretty consistent starter in the league for a long time, was never one of the best centers, but never was a guy that you were wanting to relegate to your bench. He's just had a very even uh, out career, and that continues for the Bucks. So good birthday list today, obviously Mark Jackson as well. And, uh, yeah, we uh, had a good list today, and uh, going to go ahead and take our first break of – the second hour of the program. <laughs> this is like a really good segment if you have like a, a visual. Never change. I'm cracking myself up because I forgot which words I put where. Yakety sax, baby. This would be Benny Hill theme song. This would be really good. You know how JJ does the uh, the reads on best and worst of the weekend. Yep. Of like this horrible thing that someone's done, like dumb criminals and like stuff like dumb that. Criminals yeah. stuff. That would be a great play. While he read that. But nevertheless, first break of hour number two when we come back, a little final four talk. This is Sports Call. Another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all SEC wide receiver, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I should just let the whole thing play out. That was great. Since everyone is having a wonderful time. Brooks is just sitting here like, what do you want to ask me next? What What about what was my decision? What's what's next on the show, guys? That was a jam. Uh, 
Well, I mean, if that's not a moment why you want a camera in here, I don't yeah, know. I was gonna that say was, that's another advocating for it the was, camera. It moment. was Brooks, <laughs> Cam, and myself in unison, just jamming all together. Just a and reminder, Ryan just staring at look, us, looking befuddled. <laughs> just, just your daily reminder that we've won two Abbeys on this show, <laughs> award winning. You, you need to find a category that, that can be submitted to. Just your, uh, your, uh, special uh, programming. Yeah. I think there may be a special programming. Special one. is a great word for it. It is special indeed. Uh, special basketball, we hope, is oh, played awesome. this weekend inside of New Orleans, Louisiana. That was a heck of a transition, Ryan. Thank you, sir. Uh, I try. I'm not as skilled as Brooks, but we try. Uh, and so <laughs> Carolina Duke, you might have heard, that's the nightcap. I want to talk also, though, about Kansas and Villanova. Uh, because these are two really good teams that, uh, of course, Kansas being a one seed that was in Auburn's region, if Auburn had gotten to that point. And, of course, Villanova with Jay Wright, who over the last six or seven years has really broken through and become a, a constant contender after having kind of that mantra of feeling that they would lose earlier than they should in the NCAA tournament. Could they ever get over the hump? Of course, they did that against North Carolina, then won again two years later, uh, back in another Final Four. So Villanova and Kansas, guys, the first up. And also feel a little sorry for these teams because they're about one of them's about to play for a national championship, and everyone's wanting the second game <laughs> to be the one to get played. Everyone's counting down yeah. to that one. But Villanova-Kansas is going to be a high-quality basketball game. Yeah, that's going to be a really, really good one. Um you know, I don't. I didn't know too much about Villanova, but Kansas was always seemed like they were going to be a favorite to get get this far into the tournament. Um, their region kind of beat themselves up, so they kind of had a pretty pretty easy elite eight, in my opinion. I mean, getting Miami in a draw after they've clawed their way in there, um, and they lost steam. I mean, for them to get you know that far, Miami. I mean, props to them. Um, but they were obviously really, really overpowered by a by a Kansas team that was really, really good. Villanova, and like you said, Ryan, they've been in this situation quite a few times in the last few years, especially uh, uh, you know since Jay Wright's taken over the basketball program a few years back. I think what is what's harmful for them at this stage is the injuries are starting to pile up. You've got some key guys that are hurt. Uh, I, I don't know what their statuses are for this game, but. You, you've got to you've got to think that uh, you know Kansas could come into this one. I, I think if Villanova was at full strength and goes into this game full strength, I think they can have a really good shot at winning. But because of some of the injuries that have piled up for them, I, I think uh, Kansas and uh, Agbaji is going to be really really tough to take down. And I'll tell you what, it's you know you look at whoever gets to the uh, championship out of this side. I know you, uh, Ryan, you said most people want would rather have the Duke-North Carolina game be for the title, and that's going to be the, the higher build game on Saturday. I don't think whoever wins this Villanova-Kansas game is going to be the underdog in the going into it, even if you know Carolina goes in. Uh, even if Carolina wins it on Saturday and Kansas wins it and they're the one seed, I think you know right now it may not be this way in Vegas, but after knocking off this Duke team, I I would have I would favor Carolina. I'd, I'd say Carolina would be uh, favored to win that game. I know, like I said, Vegas probably won't put it that way because it's a one seed versus an eight seed uh, in in North Carolina. But it's it's going to be some fun basketball and shout out to Villanova because they've gotten to this point as a two seed and down gotten this far in the tournament and it's kind of been 
under the radar a little bit. There's not been a lot of national talk about this team because there's been so much talk about Gonzaga and, uh, you know, throughout the season, Auburn and yeah. Duke and, you know, that toward the end of the season, North Carolina. Um, and then even in their own conference, uh, the Big East Providence got a lot of the headlines because of what they were doing this year. But Villanova, Jay Wright has just done a phenomenal job, continues to do a phenomenal job year after year. And he's the type of coach that if I was starting a basketball program, he's probably one of the first three people I call to say, hey, do you want to be our head coach? Because he's that good and that consistently good. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think that uh, some people that uh, thought there was a chance North Carolina might go outside of their coaching tree thought that they would try and contact Jay Wright or, or Tony Bennett of Virginia. Of course, Carolina doing what they have really always done since Dean Smith and, and go with someone with that's their own. But um, when you look at Kansas, I was seeing a statistic that David McCormick, who is not their best player or really even their second best player, if you were just go strictly scoring, he's fourth on their list at just over 10 points a game. I saw a statistic, and I'm going to have to be a little inexact here, but it was something around Kansas in, in McCormick's time in Lawrence is like 46 and 7 or 46 and 8 when he scores double figures over his career, which is interesting because, as I, as again I say, he's not their best player and he's really not their second best player. So to have a guy that's more on the tertiary between role and important player to factor that much just by having double digits is, is kind of interesting. But I agree with you. I think a lot of people didn't talk as much about Villanova as they did in recent years. This team no. was kind of later developing on the national stage. And, yeah. um, you know, with Gillespie, everybody knows Gillespie being kind of their senior leader and being a, their, one of their best players, if not their best player. Their team as a whole seems to be more defensive oriented. Obviously they had a very low scoring game playing Houston. Uh, what was it? 50 to 44. Yeah. Something like that. Low, I think Houston um, had 20 points at halftime. I mean, very low scoring, really as low scoring as it gets. So, uh, I wonder if Kansas will try and push Temple. Uh, Temple? Well, yeah, the Temple Owls are going to be here. Uh, <laughs> if they try and push Tempo and, and try and really get going in transition, because oftentimes that is what you would like to do against slower-paced teams is you want or, – or excuse Tire me. Tire them out. Not only slower-paced teams, good defensive teams, because good defensive teams, once they set their defense, well, then they're in their element. But they can't really be in their element if you have three on two. So – I think that will be interesting to see the pace of that game. Uh, All right, Carolina-Duke after that. So I think Duke has more paths to victory. I think Duke is a better team. I don't think that should be breaking news. Um, But Carolina has the fight. But Carolina has some spunk right now. (laughs) And obviously they can do it. They they beat Duke and Durham, which was a – I was – Flabbergasted! I thought Carolina would lose by 20 to 30 points in that game after they had lost by 20 to 30 points in Chapel Hill. And Carolina made a ton of shots. They ran this pick and roll over and over and over again, and Duke had no idea how to defend it. I will be very surprised tonight, or not tonight. I wish it was tonight, so uh, the stress could start to alleviate. (laughs) Um, I would be very surprised tomorrow night if Duke does not play a decent amount of zone. They might not open in it because they don't want to show their hand, but Duke's zone has been very effective. They got Texas Tech off kilter for about four minutes, five minutes in that second half of that Sweet 16 game. They played it a little bit also at other times in this tournament. And 
their man just got so squashed by Carolina in Durham. And knowing that looks like Duke can play some zone, they've got athleticism, they've got some pretty tall guys at, at their three and four position between Bancaro and Wendell Moore. I think Duke will go some zone in this, and I would be very interested to see how Carolina attacks that because Carolina does so much pick and roll, which is, is a little harder to run. I mean, you can't really run pick and roll against zone. You can still set screens, but they have to be more intentional away from the ball. And and so I, I wonder, I think we're all – I feel I feel unified because I think everyone in the country that's not a Duke fan is rooting for Carolina here. <laughs> uh, but what will it take for Carolina? Because, again, I think everyone in here, while maybe rooting for the same thing, I think everyone agreed Duke's better. Yeah. So when you're talking about the better team here, what do you got to force Duke to do to beat them? I think you kind of got to stretch them out a little bit. Uh, I think having Manic stretch out the floor and um, – I think he'll be really, really helpful with that. Hopefully he doesn't get ejected again. Right. Um, nothing errant like that happens. Um, I feel like he's definitely a key, like a major, major key in their offense. Um, obviously, um, Armando Baycott's going to do what he does. I feel like his production is always consistent. Um, with, you know, He's going to get to the line, I feel like, a lot, so he definitely needs to make his free throws. That's going to be a big thing because those points, you know, every point obviously counts, especially when you're facing a team that has as much offensive power as Duke. Um, Caleb Love, you know, streaky. Yeah. But oh, yeah. We, we hope. We oh, hope, yeah. We hope that the streak, you know, is not is, is not. But as we've off, seen, if he just has one yeah, half yeah. where it's good, just one. All you need is one half. Where he lights it up. I mean, you know, we saw it. He went off for 27 and a half. So that's definitely possible. Um, Leaky Black does his usual defensive thing, you know, where hopefully I would assume that he's going to be on Bancaro for most of the game. Um, And that's going to be obviously a tough defensive matchup. So stay out of foul trouble there. Um, I would say those are your your major keys. And then RJ, I think RJ Davis, correct, is his name. Um, does his usual thing at point guard. Obviously, he's your he and Caleb are your two main ball handlers. So you got to be careful on 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 the defensive side to you know not foul and get in foul trouble. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has yep. uh, Armando Baycott had like this huge game in the tournament yet? Yes, he yeah. has. Oh, which yeah. one? Yeah, twenty and twenty. Yeah, against, against St. Peter's. Against St. Yeah. Peter's. Yeah, and okay. fun fact about Baycott. Uh, while we're talking about him, with one more double double, he will take the nation's lead in double doubles away from Cheapway. He's yeah. tied Cheapway right now. That, that's why, because I didn't watch the St. Peter's game, that's why I didn't remember. I didn't it. either. Yeah. I know, but yeah. you're you're a North Carolina guy. Um, I think that you know, I, I was going to approach it as ever. You know, you've had a couple guys. You've had Manic had a big has had some uh, big moments in the tournament so far. Caleb Love has had some big moments in the, in the tournament so far. If I was going to say if Baycott had not had a big moment, this is that this needs to be that moment. But I'm still going to go with that because I think that in this game against Duke, I think Armando Baycott's got to step up and he's got to be the guy that uh, kind of champions the cause on on Saturday. I think he's got to be the the guy that leads the way. I know you know you've got a lot of other guys on that on North Carolina team that can can score and they can uh, play good defense but I think Armando Baycott has got to be the guy against Duke I think that if he can get in there and he can cause some trouble with uh, defensively for Duke or defensively uh, disrupting Duke's offense and then he can take it back and score on the other end 
I think you got a really good shot. I think you, you know, like you said, you've got to be able to figure out what the biggest thing is going to be is because I think we, you know, we've seen it happen. Like you said, Texas, it happened in the Texas Tech game where Duke came in and then they switched to that zone. You've got to be able to adjust to that rapidly. Texas, like you said, Texas Tech didn't adjust to it. They were just baffled for about four or five minutes, and that was enough for Duke to take control of that basketball game. Once you see them switch, you've got to be able to make mentally make that switch, uh, flip that switch in your head, and be like, "They're in zone. We've got to do something different and uh, and adjust to this, or else it could get it, Duke could take control of it." I don't. I think it's going to be very close. Obviously, I think Duke is you know Duke's favored right now to win this game. I think if there's any of the f- three teams that are left, I think right now North Carolina is the the best chance to beat Duke. I think if they get into that national title game against Kansas, I think that it it can it's going to go Duke's way. And if they if Villanova somehow gets that national title game, I think with with their in, like I said earlier with their injuries, I think that game would go Duke's way. But I think North Carolina is the best shot to keep Coach K and that, that Duke team out of the national title and away from a national title. And they've got to step up. And I, I think Armando Baycott himself has to step up in this game and have another repeat performance of what he did against uh, St. Peter's. What you just said is why I've had to calm – is how I've been able to calm myself down that this game is happening. Because ultimately I don't want Coach K to go out on top. And I no think way. most Carolina and Duke fans would tell you they did not want this to happen. They did not want to play <laughs> this rivalry game in this moment on this stage with this coach. Um, but I've talked myself into, you know what? North Carolina's going to have to be the ones to do it, Ryan, or no one can. So you just got – your team's just going to have to belt – Put those belts on. It it just feels like I don't know if anyone has a trend that would you know counter this, but it feels like when Coach K goes up against the bigger coaches and bigger programs, it more often than not goes Coach K's way, except for North Carolina. Yep, fifty I was, and forty nine and ninety nine games. This will be when, game number one hundred. When they met matched up, when there was you know you God. when they matched up earlier in the tournament with Michigan State, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be a good game. I'm like, no, Duke's going to win this but game. Like, I, I can the Duke's going to win this game if they get into that game against Kansas and the national title game there's nothing that tells me that kansas and bill self are going to step up and beat them it's just he's got the big name coaches and big name programs number except for north carolina but could you make for a better storyline like that's like i just when you think about it it's the hundredth game duke in north carolina coach k's last season like absolutely insane trying to go out on top you know, obviously didn't win his last game at Cameron because of North Carolina. So I think Duke is definitely going to come out with some type of vengeance yeah. for sure. It's going to be it's it's going to be a, a bloodbath. I feel like almost. Ryan, you and I were talking about it earlier at lunch. There has never been a Final Four game since they started keeping track of these numbers. There has never been a Final Four game for which there were more viewers for that game than the national championship, and they started keeping track of that in the late '90s. If Duke wins this game. I think that holds true. If UNC wins it, I think the storyline of Coach K's last ride, I think that's I think this probably is where it's gonna happen. I think more people are gonna be watching this one than UNC in the national championship, and that's not a shot at UNC. I think that's just Realistically the, yeah, speaking. Cam Cam talked about the storylines. I mean, that's exactly what this is. This is I, we've been joking about it. The script writers have outdone themselves <laughs> with this one. Um, it's it's pretty incredible that uh, it's matched up this way. And honestly, the only way it could be any better is if both teams were in the Final Four on opposite sides of the bracket. But, you know, this is just an insane 
chance that this happened. Um, and it, absolutely, the storyline is, you know, I said it, I joked about it earlier at the top of the show. We've been talking about it all week because of the storyline. And tomorrow, tomorrow, we finally get to watch it. Yeah, I'm now starting to get nervous. It's official. Uh, 27 <laughs> hours until tip. Uh, it's going to feel like a national championship game. I, I hope they – I know this is – I hope this in just about every game. When do I ever hope for the opposite? So I guess this is dumb to say out loud. But I hope they let them play. I hope there's no controversies with officiating yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. like that. Hope the players decide it. Both these teams are not deep at all. And that's kind of been the no. theme of the teams that, that have gone, is all these, all these teams short rank in the bottom rotations. third. Right. They, they have six rotations. or seven really good players. Duke really plays six and a half. Carolina really would play five if they could. Uh, in the game in Durham, North Carolina did not make a substitution <laughs> yeah. in the second half. So nope. they really would only play five if they could. They will. You will probably see Puff Johnson for a few minutes, but that's about it. Um, so so it's going to be insane. I think Carolina's going to have to score very well. I think they're going to have to get in the 80s, which a lot of these Final Four games don't really have that uber high of score. And they're usually it generic to, 60s It and has 70s to be an games. efficient game for them. Right. They have to be very good on offense. Um, they really need uh, Manic to play well. They need either Caleb or RJ to play very well. Uh, Caleb – Though is going to scale up, is going to shoot a lot. So really, you'd prefer him to shoot very well because you know he's going to start. He's going to put him up. Yeah, he's going to put him up. Uh, Leaky Black is the player for Carolina that will not shoot much. He is a defensive specialist. You will see him on Bancaro and play a lot of defense. And uh, it's just insane. The I I am I like symmetry and I want this symmetry to be very true. To put K fifty and fifty in a hundred games seems very fair to me. You should see him uh, sitting right now, hands covered up. He's like, oh so, no. So uh, yeah, um, I, I'm. I don't know. I have until this point, I've been incredible at not thinking about it. It's it's overcome. I'm now nervous as can be. I need a break. Let's see what we got here. Yeah. Uh, yes. Anything to take my mind off of this game that's happening 27 hours. When we come back, we're going to have more good vibes. We're going to talk about monthly predictions from the month of March. March Madness is over in that it's not March anymore. We've still got a couple more NCAA tournament games, so we will tell you here on April the 1st how the March monthly predictions went. This is Sports Call. easy it is to listen to our show all you have to do with your amazon smart device is say alexa play sports call auburn i'm Corey grant former auburn football and nfl running back and you are listening to sports call on tiger 95.9 Some movement going on in the studio again as we come back from commercial break. 
And uh, Brooks Childers, who's just put in this fine return music today. Yes. I love the era that we live in. Brooke, <laughs> Brooks, I know, I know we haven't gone through them all yet. We've still got another handful or so. But uh, were there any that you really wanted to put in that you weren't able to? You didn't have enough There was for? There was one that I was trying to put in, and I had to end up deleting it because I found one that was better. But oh. there was there was one, and then I had to delete one. Like I said earlier, I I had to delete the X Files theme out of there, so I had the X Files theme in there. <laughs> but to get back on track after our our technical issue earlier, um, I had to delete that one. But the uh, the John Cena theme. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I tried to make it. No, it did oh, not make the cut because oh, I found the time is now. I found, excellent song. I found another one. I even did, made sure I did all the research on the lyrics and everything to make sure that it was like safe to play on there and that uh-huh. it was right. I, yeah, that's John Cena's whole thing while he was still in the WWE. It was like he was the very family clean. friendly yeah. guy. But I was just I've, I've, I I know, sometimes you can't really hear the lyrics as well in yeah. songs, so you got to make sure yeah. that everything is. Up, it is up, a rap up. song. Yeah, but it's John Cena rapping. Yeah. So and it's it's played in the WWE, which is trying to be more kid friendly, or yeah. very much was in the time of John Cena for sure. I think it still is. It's very family. I think yeah, it's yeah. very f- family. So. Friendly. I, I think it's getting back to being edgier, but it's certainly Bill Bailey takes his kids there all the time. That does he? Yeah, yeah. he He's loves big, big Bill WWE Bailey loves guy, yeah. WWE. You know who loves professional wrestling, and we've never talked about it with him. Who's that? Justin Ferguson. He loves but, well, AEW. He's an, He's an AEW guy. guy. He's yeah. not a WWE guy. Right. What would be great is if we got Bill Bailey and Justin Ferguson here on the same day and let them go at each other about which one's better. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. Most, I feel Dude. like I, I, I may have told this story on the show before, but I had a, uh, I had to take a summer class once uh, about like story writing and storytelling and how you tell stories in the avenues and stuff like that. And we looked at that through the lens of professional wrestling. So I took an entire summer class wow. learning about professional wrestling and how you tell stories that way. And it was very fun. And the guy teaching the class ended up being one of my favorite professors because I had him in, again in the fall. And um, he very much was out on the WWE because of Vince McMahon having complete control over everything. Mm-hmm. But he also like loved – he loved like AEW. He loved Japanese wrestling. It's very weird to hear the wrestling purists – Talk about the WWE versus the smaller promotions. Yeah. I saw on Twitter today. Welcome to Sports Call Wrestling. I saw on Twitter today. It's like the either today or yesterday was the anniversary of on WWE Donald Trump shaving Vince McMahon's head. Oh, my goodness. In the rink at WrestleMania. Yeah. Phenomenal clip if you've never seen it. But, yeah, John Cena, taking it all back to where you started this, Ryan, John Cena's theme uh, was the one I, I had to leave out that I couldn't get to. I got you. Well, it's with us in spirit. There's some, other, there, there's some others that were in the running, but nothing. That was the one that I really wanted to get in there. But I, I found some more that were like, eh, maybe you should get this one in there. Yeah, fair enough. You're doing a great job. We've enjoyed it. And uh, I'm sure I'll be caught off guard here in just a few moments when <laughs> we go back to wait. break. But, uh, all right, we have uh, been talking about this. We were going to do this today, recap everything that happened kind of in the month of March because it is April the 1st, which is April Fool's Day. But uh, need to go through March's Sorry. monthly predictions. Are you looking for a sure bet at what's going to happen this month? Well, then don't listen to these guys. It's Sports Call's monthly predictions. Yeah, there were plenty of them that uh, we still got nobody correct. So yeah, this was, a, this was a wild month. Uh, but uh, let's just go down the list here. There are, I believe, 17 of them. And so we won't get to all of them right now, but we'll uh, skirt through a few of these. 
where will the Atlanta Hawks be Bro. in the Eastern Conference NBA standings on April 1st? <sighs> the Hawks are currently in 10th place. They on are tied. Three-way tie. On a three-way tie with the Nets and Hornets, but they come out to 10th in the standings because of that three-way tie. Stupid and so tiebreakers. only I got that correct. Cam I thought they so were up ha- to ninth dude, last night. I was so happy. I was like, last day of March, they decided to, to help me out. And then JJ just decided to burst my bubble very quickly. It was like, yeah. actually, they're in 10th. Yeah. I was like, oh. You got to love a tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, Hornets. it was very upsetting. The Hornets are ninth. I said the Nets are eighth. I said eighth. And, Which uh, was also I, in play technically yeah, because they I've, were... 40 and 37. Oh, Did Rooks? anyone say 11th? That yeah. Put him in JJ, said, JJ, JJ said, said 11th. And Austin Bill said Scott 11th. said 12th. Yeah, what Woo! a guy. I'm, I'm going to have to have a conversation with Austin. Austin. Brooks on, was bro. very, very optimistic and had us in 7th. Okay. Yeah, I thought they were going to go on a better run than they did. I mean, we're, we are. I mean, we're doing fine now. We've won 9 yeah. of our last 10. Also, John Collins is John out Collins the being Yeah, John Collins being injured. And, you know, probably won't even be back until the playoffs if we get into the playoffs after the play-in. Um, it'll be pretty tough. I think we have to go, if we stay in the position that we're at, I think we have to go through the Nets. I think we have to play. Nets are eight right now. Right, so I think we'll have but to. But you play the Nets in a regular season game. Yeah, we do We up, do play so them um, that could still tomorrow, actually. Change. They come to Atlanta tomorrow, so we might be able to get that dub. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, for those that don't know, and maybe those don't care, but the seven and eight in the play-in play, the nine and ten play, the seven hosts the eight, the nine hosts the ten, and that yeah. seven-eight winner goes on, and they become the seventh seed in the actual playoff playoffs, and then the nine-ten, um, the winner of that advances to play the loser of the seven-eight and, and I think, the eight host. And I think right now the seating is Cavs in seventh, right? Cavs in seventh. Yeah, they been lost. Yeah, yeah, they lost. And then, or actually, well, we, us, the Hawks beating them yesterday, put them down to seventh and moved, I think, solidified us at 10th. And then it's the three-way tie between the Nets, the Hornets, and the Hawks. So we'll see, I guess. I think if it stays that way, we can, we can slide out of there. Maybe we might, I, I, I really am optimistic. I think, I think we beat the, the Hornets, honestly. Yeah, I, I think we too. can beat the Hornets. Um, I think the Nets beat the Cavs ultimately if, if they were to stay the same. And then that Nets Hawks matchup would be tough. Very high scoring. Um, they, I mean, they could beat us. We could beat them. I think that's 50 50 draw. A lot of people will pick the Nets just because they have Kevin Durant. Objectively, because, I would pick the Nets. Right. But and because you know, they have Kyrie and Kyrie now can play at home, which that would be a home game for the Nets. So then Kyrie would now be able to participate. That would kind of be. Um, that would definitely be a tough matchup, but not impossible. We've we've beat them before, so I don't see why not. Let's uh, let's go to our Auburn Make phone line for a quick call from Die Hard Die. Die Hard Die joins us. Die Hard Die, how are you doing? Hey, where are you going? How are you guys? Where are you doing? Well, hey, I was driving down, uh, I guess Donahue, and uh, was stopped. I guess the football team was walking from the practice field to the stadium for some reason, and um, shells, but uh. Not bashing, but I will say, in all my years of uh, living here in Auburn, um, that's the smallest, most white team I've ever seen. And, and maybe, maybe it'll be great. But just my observation observation of how small and tiny um, they were. All right. <laughs> all right. Appreciate that. Die hard, die. Auburn's football team is small. 
Yeah, all right. That's a okay. take. That's, That's a, a take. take. That is an opinion that right. he is allowed to have. Hey. A couple of guys on that team are listed at six foot seven, three thirty. But uh, I mean, hey, all right. Maybe you saw a certain position group. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, Hopefully. maybe. Jeez. The all running right. the running backs are going to play guard this week, guys. <laughs> uh, moving on to our second monthly prediction. We need to do one more here before the uh, before the break. This one also, we can just kind of we can go quickly on this one. Which golfer won the PGA Tour Players Championship? Cameron Smith won the Players Championship, which nobody got correct. I uh, don't watch golf, so I'm not gonna. I lie. also well, do not watch golf. I don't. I picked just Dustin Johnson. So. Sure. Well, but also with golf, it's just with in the era of any other person but yeah. Tiger Woods being the best player in yeah. the world. Tiger won in a clip that was un- unbelievable. He won one out of every four starts for about a 10- to 12-year period, which is absolutely insane. But it is very hard to predict out yeah. of 100 participants or so who is going to win a golf tournament. So uh, very rare that uh, someone gets that right. I love it. I love it. The grapes? Oh this my one's just for you, Ryan. Uh, this one was just for yeah, you. Yeah, I, 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 I asked you what this was because oh, yeah. I didn't know what it was, and I watched in horror for however long this video was. This will send us to our final timeout of hour number two. More monthly predictions, more sports call after this. No, like I said yesterday, we just sell lemonade, okay? Why not give it a try? The duck said, goodbye. Then he waddled away, waddle, waddle. Then he waddled away, waddle, waddle. Then he waddled away, waddle, waddle. Till the very next day, bum, 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 When the duck walked up to the... Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan... Roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. Yeah, I never once thought Barbie, this is gold, would be played on this show. Um, Happy April Fool's Day! This is great. I'm loving every second of this. I'm really glad you decided to do this, Brooks. Uh, shout out to our general manager, Brooke Myers, who was talking about this song a couple days ago and put it in my no. head. Yeah, she was yes. she was in there. Her and uh, our, our traffic manager slash uh, on-air talent that we have on here on the Tiger, Tilly, they were talking about this song a few days ago, and it reminded me about the song Existence, and I'm like, this has got to be in the April Fool's Day thing. And thus, yes. everyone that has their ears bleeding currently <laughs> has that interaction oh, come to on. Come on. Come on. So... Uh, about five minutes left here in the hour. Again, a shortened third hour. We only have one segment in hour number three, Auburn softball, coming up. 
uh, here on Tiger 95.9 as they open up a three-game series against Florida. We also want to remind you again uh, that our Sports Call survey is live. It's been on for just over a month or so, or excuse me, not over a month, over a day or so. And uh, I've got monthly predictions on the brain. But uh, just over a day, and so uh, we want everyone to go fill that survey out. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like about the show. should only take about four or five minutes to complete. Uh, and so we want everyone to do that. And uh, Cam, I believe you got something. So interesting tidbit. I just am seeing on Twitter, PGA Tour Communications, they tweeted it out, but then they deleted the tweet. But it's showing all of the, the field for the Masters tournament. And it has Tiger on there officially yeah i'm uh i'm not gonna be surprised i would actually be surprised if he didn't play at this point because uh rumors have been bubbling here for a week or so and like we all know he did go to augusta national he walked um and uh that was i think his final test is he knew he could walk around medalist which he plays all the time but uh, augusta is very hilly as Mm -hmm. most professional courses are going to be and so he wanted to get around that on foot 18 holes and Look, I think he will probably have a very tough time of things. He'll probably end up not playing well. I don't care if he shoots 27 over par. I would <laughs> like to see the man play golf. Uh, and so uh, that uh, that bodes well again. More signs that Tiger, Happy for Tiger. might indeed be playing. But if it's actually going to happen, don't tweet about it today because no one's going to believe you. No. Well, yeah, true. for sure. Don't tweet about it. To, just tweet it it's tomorrow. Just that, it's just that Friday's has been historically the day he decides because yep. this is unfortunately not his first rodeo of trying to play through injury or come back from injury. And so Friday has usually been the day where he's let everyone know that he's e- either not able to participate or he does plan to p- participate. So we don't know. We shall see. Uh, now just a couple minutes left of the hour. Let's run through a few more uh, monthly predictions. I, I, I'm i going to have to go through these quickly where we won't get through them all. Uh, but uh, who win, who wins the SEC Men's Basketball Tournament? Tennessee won the SEC Men's Basketball Tournament. Absolutely no one had that one. Everybody either picks Auburn or Kentucky. Right. In our, in our group, I shouldn't say absolutely no one because I'm sure some people out there like Tennessee. But amongst us, we, as Cam just said, have Kentucky and Auburn. Who wins the Big Ten's Men's Basketball Tournament? Iowa won the Big Ten Men's Basketball Tournament, and uh, we didn't have nope. that either. So we got that uh, really right. batting a thousand us. here. Good for us. ACC Amazing. Men's Basketball Tournament. Surely Duke would win that, right? <laughs> they did not. Virginia Tech won that, and uh, thus no one had that one. Correct. Go Hokies. Amazing. Over three. Amazing. But if you bat 250, you're a decent player. If you're 250 in golf, then you're Tiger Woods. And so the next one up, the Pac-12 Men's Basketball Tournament. Arizona won the Pac-12's Men's Basketball Tournament. Cam Berry, Brooks yes, Childress, Javon Cutler, Brant Daughtry, Ryan Lavoy, and Tom Peavy We're got on the this board. one correct. So Finally. Everyone here. JJ's not here. He didn't get it right. But everyone here uh, got that one right. On the Pac-12 men's tournament, who wins the Conference USA men's basketball tournament? The ah. UAB Blazers won yes, Conference USA's tournament. Javon Cutler, Brant Daughtry, J.J. Jackson, Ryan LaVoy, and Austin Scott got this one correct. Two in a row, boys. We're on I'm a streak. I'm not going to lie. I should have picked UAB. That's my mom's alma mater. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they were not the one seed, but no. I, if you... Obviously, I'm going to come at it from a little different perspective because I watch or listen to them all the time. The reason they were not the one seed is just a couple shots here and there. They uh, Tyler Perry of North Texas hit a game-winning three the in actor. someone's eye hole. Not the actor. Hit, uh, someone, <laughs> not hit a, a three in someone's eye hole in Bartow Arena to beat them, and that was a two-game swing between North Texas and UAB. So UAB did not come out to be the one seed, but they were close. 
Which player will be Auburn men's basketball highest scorer in the opening round of the NCAA tournament? Jabari Smith was the leading scorer, which means Bill Bailey, Cam Berry, Brooks Childers, Javon Cutler, and Austin Scott got this one right. And for everyone like myself that did not get this for one right, you should have kept it simple, stupid. So, uh, but Jabari Smith with the uh, highest scorer there. And so that gets us to a good stopping point. We're about uh, halfway done now. We'll have one more segment where we get uh, the last seven or eight or so. But uh, we had a lot of monthly monthly predictions, as we said. And so just want to remind everyone that that's also available on our website if you ever want to go check that out. We'll have a new monthly prediction, obviously, coming up very shortly. We will end our number two with whatever this is. Encanto. Yeah. I have not seen this movie. I did not know that. It's the newest Disney movie, I believe. So uh, enjoy Encanto's the newest, theme song then. But. And uh, we will take our last time out here of our number two. When we come back, hour number three, an abbreviated hour number three, as you listen to this, Sports Call returns in a moment. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. All right, we found one that even Brant can't get on board with. Wow. Wait, for it. Shout out to Junior High School. I still support you. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck say? I am so sorry to everyone out there. I was a freshman in high school. Oh this my was, goodness! I, forget. I may have been shout in middle out. school still. What Again, year was that? I'd like to give another shout out to uh, our traffic manager uh, Tilly. 
because I walked in there and I was having trouble figuring out uh, a couple more to the end. And I said, I need an internet song. And she, she, she gave me the John Cena one. Uh And then she said, Oh, what about the Fox one? I'm like, what does the Fox say? And so shout out to shout out to Tilly again for getting us that one. Oh yeah, that was well, 2013. I'm loving today, September 2nd, 2013. That song was put oh. on Spotify. I think you could call it the the song that powered Auburn football's run to the national title. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that and my songs know what you did in the dark by Fall Out Boy. Yes. Oh man. Uh, well, we'll have one more Light of those to end the show here in just about 10 minutes. Again, we are ending the show today at 5:15. Some people sing mercifully. Yeah, I am. Uh, maybe. Uh, Auburn softball at 5.45 today. J.J. Jackson will be on the call of that one. For now, though, Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, Brent Autry, and Brooks Childress. Brooks Childress is the author of this fine content that you've been hearing. Uh, So just about 10 minutes left in the show today, so let's go ahead and finish up our monthly predictions. Um, How many SEC men's basketball teams make the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament? Arkansas was the only one. So that was just one. We had such high hopes for the SEC, and, and nobody they had truly disappointed us. The SEC, you know, everybody was like, "We're the new best league in basketball," and then get to the tournament, and only Arkansas gets. Yep. <laughs> uh, I assume everybody had two or three. Probably. I think I had three. I don't remember. I had my, four. I, had my, four. Um, I don't care about the rest of the SEC, man. Like a, a lot of people are trash talking the conference because. So many teams didn't make it in. I care about one team in the SEC. Yeah, fair enough. I care about a single team, so I'm not and really that disappointed in it. Not so. make it to they also did not. And that is I just like being right. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> fair. Uh, hey, man, we're on a t- we host a talk show. That's kind of kind of the point. <laughs> we should be right every now and then. <laughs> so uh, no one here got that one right, unfortunately. Uh, how many games will Ben Simmons play for the Brooklyn Nets in March? <laughs> he played less than one. Good. That's the only person that got it right was you. That's crazy. And I originally was like, you know, I'm going to put like four or five, some low number. And then I went back. I was like, you know what? No, he's just not going to play. <laughs> he's just not. They're just not going to. He wasn't even. I don't know. So I just lucked into that one. They that say was, he just got started some light drills. So he's probably going to be ready in time for the playoffs if the Nets make it maybe, to the playoffs. But I don't know if you'd want him to play in the playoffs because yeah, he has. It's not the key, like the temp, the chemistry would be just right. Exactly. It's not off. like your own star player of eight years. Come. It's not like Golden State getting Curry back right. just in time. Who's been with them forever and been with those guys for a long time. Simmons has not played a moment with any of these guys nope. uh, of circumstance. And so I guess you play with Seth Curry a little bit, but with Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant, like that's mad. I wouldn't do it. Honestly, I wouldn't do it. Just um, down for the year. I would. I went way too high. I said eight games. I said I don't 10. know what I was thinking. I don't remember what I said. Brant, you said 11. Ah. You and Javon said 13. I was play the whole month. He, I guess he said he was going to play the whole month. But uh, he did not play any of the month, so uh, no games for Ben Simmons. How many home runs combined will Auburn baseball and Auburn softball hit in the month of March? Auburn baseball and Auburn softball combined for 53 tanks in the month. Good night. I guess yeah, I had I the closest guess. That. Although I, do, I think 45. I said 47. You said 45. Okay. So I guess I had the highest guess then, unless someone next guessed close, like 87. Next closest was JJ with 37. Man. And Javon with 35. This, this I know we talk about the baseball team, but this softball team, I do not want it to go they are unnoticed. Bosses. They only hit like 22 home runs last year, and they've just flown yeah. past that. I mean, they're going to hit 20 a month, it feels like. So uh, more than 20 a month. So that team's hitting a lot of home runs. We know Butch Thompson got a 
team got a big home run from Brody Moore yesterday. And uh, we hope all that continues throughout the series this week and uh, the rest of the year. Tom said nine. I just need to. I just. I just can't let nine that go. Tom said we need, nine. we need to talk. We need to talk. Wow. Tom, yeah, we're gonna need to have a conversation, with Mr. Peavy, next Monday. How many double-digit seeds will win in the round of sixty-four in the men's basketball into the tournament? Seven double-digit seeds won in the round of sixty-four. Hey. Nobody got that one correct. Wait, what? Did you say seven? I did say seven. I said seven, Bill said seven, and Javon said seven, and Austin said seven. Hmm, uh-oh, we're going to have a uh, dispute there then. I, I, well, I'm i going to have to talk to JJ about that one. First, let's confirm, was it seven that won? If somebody would go back and um, go through. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm going to say, do right. we want to count me, it up? Miami, Iowa State, St. Peter's all won. Murray State, hang are on. they a double-digit seed? I was just going to go. Oh, okay, we're seven. Seven. Front of me, so. Go ahead. Michigan was one. Uh, da, da, da. Richmond was two. New Mexico State was three. St. Peter's was four. No one else on Thursday. So that's four on Thursday. And then Miami was five. Notre Dame was six. Iowa State was seven. Boom. That yeah, it should have been seven. Oh, so, so we need to have a so we yeah. recount. A, yeah, we've had a glitch in the matrix. Stop here. the count. Yep. So that's hey, why oh. we that's why we do it because uh, it was does look like a lot of people should be having an extra point there. So we will uh, we will do that one. You probably not hear about it on air, but we'll do that behind the scenes and uh, get that taken care of. All right, number fourteen. How many double digit seeds will be left in the Sweet Sixteen of the men's basketball into so a tournament? And there were four double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16. So close. Which means Brooks and Javon. I said five. I was just a big believer in St. Peter's over here. (laughs) Let's go Peacocks. Go Peacocks. Probably not since seeing that I had three SEC teams, and probably two of them were Kentucky and Auburn making it to the uh, Sweet 16. So I'm not a St. Peter's believer when it happened. But, Uh yeah, four. Hedged your bets. I hedged my bets, yeah. yeah. Uh, Smart man. Who wins the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament Kentucky upset South Carolina. Ryan Howard had a, a huge game in that one. Oh, old buzzer and, beater. And uh, beat, uh, beat South Carolina. So nobody got that one correct. I assume everyone said South Carolina. Yes, correct. Everybody did say South Carolina. Uh, predict one school that will make the NCAA Men's Final Four, and somehow no one got this right. <laughs> Duke? JJ, JJ not picking Duke is the surprise of the century. Yeah, for sure. I that is I guess he was more confident in Gonzaga. I, uh, did he say Gonzaga? I don't know who he said. But uh, obviously Duke, said Carolina. Purdue. Purdue. Yeah, JJ what? said Purdue. Interesting. Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Villanova choice. were the Final Four. No one got that correct. And then last but not least, predict one school that will make the NCAA Women's Final Four. Stanford, UConn, Louisville, and South Carolina made the 2022 Women's Final Four. Everyone got that one correct. Yep. Fair. I was say, thank everybody, goodness nobody picked NC State. Everybody said South Carolina except for JJ who said Stanford. There you go. So everyone got that one right. So we'll have to do some uh, adjusting of the tallies. But as they stand right now, in the month of March, Ryan, which is me, had seven. seven. <laughs> Javon had six from his uh, now Bristol, Connecticut dwelling. Uh, Brooks, <laughs> yeah, it is sad. Uh, Brooks had five. Cam had four. Austin, Tom, Brant, and JJ had three. Bill had two. Again, some of those guys will have another point. We're on the board. Uh, for the year, I lead with 11. Javon and Austin have 10. Brooks with eight, Tom with seven, Cam with six, JJ, Bill, and Brant with five. Bet. I'll get seven, so I'll move up a little bit. Yep, you will We're get, looking for a big month this you month. Will, uh, you will go into a tie for fifth unless Tom had uh, 
Did Tom have that one? No. Right, okay, so I am looking to not come in last. <laughs> so nobody, nobody got uh, skunked this past month. No, everybody had a yeah. point. Well, I mean, I will say there were seventeen questions. I hope to God everyone got <laughs> at least something. get one right. But, something right. But there's been quite a few months where nobody's got. Where there's been sure, someone yeah. that has not gotten a point. Yeah. It's. I think I've. It's had happened it to me recently. A couple times, I think, already this year. So, uh, congrats to everybody. We're getting at least point, just right. a couple points in that So you month. can trust us, Zeus, you know. He kind says, of. don't listen to us. You can listen to us sometimes. Not those questions about who's going to win conference tournaments, though. No. No. We know nothing. But we're done with this. Yeah. We're talking about baseball and softball the month of May. So. That's gonna be, that, that, would be that would be, that's gonna that be, would be a rough one. Well, knowing our luck, somehow everyone would get that right. I yeah. don't know. Or half the people would get that right. So we'll see. Just a couple minutes left in the show today. And so we obviously do this to end each and every show. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Brooks Childress, who has uh, been doing a lot of things today for us. <laughs> um, and if you missed that, go back and All check productive. out the Sports Call podcast. But, uh, Brooks, what we got on a Nightly TV Guide tonight? Well, you see, I when I put the Nightly TV Guides together at the beginning of the week, I forgot for a brief moment that it was April Fool's Day, so I should have just done some like ridiculous TV picks for you, but I did not, so here's your actual TV pick for this evening. 6 o'clock on Paramount Network, your movie pick for the evening, Independence Day, starring uh, Will Smith. Awkward. Nothing happened with him lately. No. Did you He's see going to fight bad guys in yeah. that one, though. It's fine. Chris Rock uh, actually has done a comedy special uh, since that moment, or has like started touring again. They work so fast. And he, uh, and he was like, "So how was your weekends?" <laughs> I'm going to talk about it at some point, but I had a whole show prepared before all that happened last weekend, so I'm going to do that show, and we'll talk about all that later. It's pretty funny. So 6 o'clock on Paramount. I have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, Independence Day is your movie pick for the evening. The women's college basketball Final Four is tonight. The men's is tomorrow. 6 o'clock on ESPN. Things get started with Louisville taking on South Carolina, and then 30, 45 minutes after that, UConn will take on Stanford. So some big women's basketball hoops tonight. And in the batted ball sports world tonight at 6 o'clock on ESPN2, number one Tennessee in the baseball world takes on number nine Vanderbilt. Huge matchup in the SEC in the college baseball world tonight. Indeed. And then in the Auburn world at 6 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus or SEC Network+, Plus, number seven, Florida takes on number 17, Auburn, and softball here at Jane B. Moore Field. Also listen to that game right here on Tiger 95.9. And then over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9 at 6.30, also on the SEC Network+. Plus, Auburn looks for the series win over number 13, LSU, tonight down at Alex Box Stadium in Baton Rouge. That is Nightly TV Guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. Thank you very much for, for this and that and everything, Brooks. You're welcome. That will do it for the show today. We'll leave you with a good beat to uh, finish it off for the show on April Fool's Day. We hope everyone Crab had... Crab Rave is a great meme. ...had a great first day of April. We appreciate those who called in and tuned in, as always. For Cam Berry, Brand Offrey, Brooks Childress, myself, Ryan Lavoy. have a great Final Four weekend. We will talk to you Monday.